Hello, this show contains mature content. Viewer discretion advised. Hello, this is Keeping Up with Pantheons. A mythological podcast where we piss off a bunch of deities, get sent to hell so you don't have to. I'm Alex Hamilton. Tyler Hayes. Alright. Story time. Okay. Are you ready? Bye. Oh my fucking god. Okay, so today, right, I'm doing my job, I'm doing my business, okay? Okay. And I'm at the front of the store, usually. I'm in the back of the store where I don't have to talk to people. It's great. Yes. And this guy... Is like, hey, I like your earrings. And I'm like, thanks, they glow in the dark. I'm currently wearing my uh, spirals, uh, the blood splatter ones. Yes. They glow in the dark. I didn't know that until I was trying to sleep one night. And I was like, why is there light right next to my fucking eyes? Anyways, they glow in the dark. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's cool. I also like your pants. I'm wearing my space pants. I'm like, thanks. They also match my shirt. I'm wearing my cat space shirt, right? The one that breathes fire. And then he was like, wow, you're so cool. You know, I've told my wife, I have a wife, you know, that I don't believe in God. Well, I believe in God, but I believe in the universe more. And I think you're a little bit of that universe. I want to know you a bit more. Can I have your number? That... And my response was, yeah, it's probably just my space pants that makes you think that uh, you have a nice day. Nice dog, though. And then I walked away. <laughs> that's, that's quite the pickup line. It was interesting. I've never been, well, actually, yes, I have been told I am part of the universe, but um, not so forcefully. Yeah. It was interesting. He did have a cute dog, though. Okay. I almost pet the dog, and then he was weird, and I knew that if I pet the dog, that was an invitation to continue the conversation. Uh -huh. So yeah, no, better just to shut the door on that uh -huh. scenario right there. Yeah, and if he kept pushing, it would have had to be like, oh, I'm a homosexual. <laughs> that usually helps, or it doesn't. Right, some, some people just kind of mm -hmm. get, like, then they're even more encouraged for mm -hmm. some reason. Yeah. I had this guy forcefully ask for my phone number, and I gave him my phone number, and then he called me to make sure it was my phone number, uh -huh. and then I walked away and blocked him. Yeah. And that's what you do. Yeah, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. That was my day. Okay. Um, let's see. I just graduated <gasps> oh, yeah. from massage... School. Alex graduated, which <laughs> means he'll be tired for other reasons than school. D yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still have to pass the big state exam thingy. You'll be fine. So I. You'll do great. Yeah, it's fine. I'm it's gonna fine. be honest. When you were doing your speech, I was sitting there, and I was like. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> He has to sit here and talk about this all day? Damn. Yeah, I, I didn't think it went on for too long. It didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> that look says otherwise, though. That's, that look says, God, that was a time that I'll never get back. Ages passed and the wheels of, the t of time turned. It's like, Jesus. No, it's just more the fact that I know that I have to sit there because I know if I don't just sit there, the kids will also be like, yes, it's time to get rowdy. So I'm sitting there shaking my leg going... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the kids were good. Yes, the kids were fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was great. It was fine. Yeah, it was Everything great. is fine. I was just like, I did not really stick around to take any pictures like they kind of wanted us to because I was starving because I'd already worked a full shift that mm, day as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, dear God, let me leave. That's fair. Oh, hungry boy. Okay, well, enough with that funness. Uh, what story do you have for me today? Well, we are episode 101. Dalmatians? Is this about dogs? No. Damn it. <laughs> no, I was, I was just commenting that, holy shit, we've done 101 episodes of this. And this is, yeah, that's... That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so last time I think we were talking about doing some episodes on what we might call modern mythology. Yeah. Uh, now I don't plan to make every episode devoted to that theme. We're just going to dabble. Yeah, since there's still so much mythology to cover. Also, like, we, we definitely walk into folklore all the time as well as mythology and yeah we do what we want basically it's yeah our show fuck off <laughs> <laughs> actually don't fuck off we need you <laughs> please listen to us listen to us <laughs> i start crying aggressively uh, uh but uh today i actually wanted to take a look at the fantasy genre fantasy fantasy as a whole and how it relates to myths. Okay. Yeah, a little, little bit more serious, sort of. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry for being gross, Tyler. <laughs> I'll take your apology. But I am Acton. <laughs> the, the owl god of wisdom, so you have to listen to me now. Damn. All That's right. what you get for canonically making people gods. <laughs> I should have made myself a god, fuck. Well, you, yeah, you, well, you still have Thresh. Yep. So what you're saying is, is I could make more stories. That's... You know what, actually, someone <laughs> today asked me a would you rather thing, or uh -huh. like, would you press the button? And it was, <laughs> um, would you press the button... If you could write stories that become factual, like, everything becomes canon. So if you write fan fictions, it becomes canon to the fiction, you know? Oh, shit. And I'm like, does that count for, like, IRL scenarios? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, in a heartbeat. And he's like, but you can't have any other hobby. And I was like, no beads? No beads. Uh, I, I don't know if you could live in that world, Tyler. I would press the button. <laughs> I would become God. You understand that, right? Yeah, that's fair. Of course, it's a small <laughs> price to pay. What do I do with all my beads, though? I don't know. <laughs> if I'm not allowed to use them. Oh, I'm sure we'll figure out something. Something. Uh, Eat them. So, so the uh, the blunt answer to uh, the relationship between modern fantasy and myths is fantasy is the direct descendant of mythological stories. Okay. Yeah. 
as uh, so we're going to uh, we're going to follow a bit of this lineage for a uh, for just a minute. Okay. Uh, so we have myths, legends, folktales, all that good shit. Okay. Uh, it's all coming down the line. Everything's nice and good, you know, except for you know we're oldie time humans all like mm-hmm. murdering each other and for, whatnot. You know, <laughs> gods and stuff. Yeah. It's cool. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> uh, then, at least in the Western world, we have the fall of the Roman Empire in the Dark Ages coming on. Oh no! So you know that's that's fun time. Plagues, <laughs> plagues, plagues everywhere, and apparently lots of rats. <laughs> They're my friends. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the uh, the church is taking over, so we're we're talking like the uh, the Catholic Church here, and they're you know they're going into areas and they're destroying anything that has to do with the old religions and as they do. Yep, as this is factual. <laughs> as far as I am aware, please do not copyright. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can copyright history. I didn't mean to say copyright. I mean, oh, don't fact check you. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm not gonna say what. They did do. I'm just saying, shit got did. Yeah. Uh. So, but there were some people within these same institutions that were actually trying to secretly preserve. Oh really? Yeah. The, actually, uh, quite a, quite a lot of monks. So oh. priests were going in and <laughs> destroying this shit, and then these these monks were kind of in the background, be like, save it, save it from those assholes. Don't, don't burn the books. The monks are like hiding them in their robes, mm-hmm. walking around. You can hear the papers, papers rustling, and it's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and then the other, uh, a lot of other stories were preserved in local folk tales uh, by you know the peasantry and yeah. storytellers and shit. Uh, at Word this. Of mouth. Yeah, at this point, we actually the uh, we start to see the uh, the rise of a new type of literature, and this is the romance story. Okay, I was just about to say smut fix, so <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> not not wrong. Now it was a much more of like the court courtly scenario, the old timey, you know, uh, knights and shiny mm-hmm. armor and shit oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I've done fantasy royalty romance before, don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, so, uh, so like I said, usually depicting brave knights with beautiful maidens, having them to fight off some sort of magical menace, you know, witch or sorcerer, uh-huh. dragons, that sort of shit. So there was magical elements there. So we ha- we have this, but the mo- main part of it was the the romance, the yeah, and the how it usually goes. <laughs> then when com- you're on book three of a really intense series, but then there's a love triangle, and it's like sixty chapters of will they, won't they, and who is she gonna pick? And it's like I just want to see the gore. That's the real mo- romance in my <laughs> eyes. Uh, and then comes the Renaissance, and romance stories would actually get even bigger magical backdrops. Hell yeah. Yeah, we got, like, uh, Arabian Nights, and stories like that are yeah. are being written. Uh, we, we even see, uh, 
uh, one of a really cool story, uh, Le Mort de Arthur, written by Sir uh, Sir Thomas Mallory. So okay. this is your Arthurian legends. Oh, okay. So now the Arthurian legends had already existed in bits and pieces here and there, but this guy he kind of distilled it and made it his own story and he basically rebranded this these tales and made it into a romance which is what well uh, with the backdrop of hunting for the holy grail oh okay yeah so that's that's so that they're story. hunting for the whole holy grail but now they're holding hands <laughs> yeah well you had the story you know you have king arthur and guinevere and sir lancelot that whole bullshit that happened nope okay well i'll <laughs> I'll I'll make you watch some movies. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, from here, we move on towards the Enlightenment and the coining of of. Uh, and that's where the real sexy smut stuff <laughs> happens. Not not really. Uh, we had the coining of the word fairy tale by uh, Madame and de Alenois. I think that's how you say that. Sure. Sure. Um, it goes from lime to lemon, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but So then these Enlightenment types, they got all super serious, and they wanted to reject anything fantastical. So they didn't want any of this type of magical romance shit. What? Yep, no, they, they totally were against it. They scrapped it? So, well, they, they, they wanted to. But, of course, whenever a movement comes along like this, there would be a counter-movement to which uh, we would actually see the next stage in our story, what we call Gothic Literature. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, so, apparently, this style would begin in England with a book called The Castle of Otranto by Horace Walpole. It's actually considered the predecessor to both modern fantasy and modern horror fiction. So okay. it has the big castle with the spooky, you know, how it has the, the scene. Yeah, ghosts and all that sort of shit. Uh -huh. That's, this, this is the start of that type of genre, is this, is this uh, guy's book. Okay. So we, we're, we're coming along nicely. And we actually see quite a lot of uh, gothic literature being written up. Also, in the now in the background for kids, there's still kind of these fairy tales, and they're actually calling them fairy tales, but they're just modern, set in the modern uh, air, time frame. Time frame. They have cell phones, so the equivalent of <laughs> yeah. So it's it's uh, coming along. You you even see uh, like Alice in Wonderland starts coming down the the sh uh, shoots in like the eighteen hundreds. We're we're getting pretty for uh, fast forwarding into uh, modern times. Okay. So now the guy who gets credited though for the first fantasy book seems to be George MacDonald. Uh, he is a Scottish writer. Who's, uh, and his books would actually highly influence uh, J.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. Uh, Who? Okay, Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings. Ah. Lewis 
wrote Nar- uh, the mm-hmm. Narnia series. Okay. Yeah. So it, uh, but it would uh, be a guy who came a little bit after him named William Morris, who would write the first fantasy world. Like before this, it was always like some sort of dreamscape is where these fantasy stories would take place. If not in ye olden days, it was like it was the actual world. There's just always magical shit there, anyways. Okay. So, so this guy wrote, created a whole separate world, story, place, and all that. So he was the first one who decided to change, like, the names of roads and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Okay. Uh, so at this point, we would kind of start to see this, the beginning of a flourishing of fantasy novels. Like, more and more stories being written, they're getting more intricate... More and more men going on quests, and now they're holding hands. <laughs> sure. Yes. But, hands down, it would end up being Tolkien. Okay. And the publication of The Hobbit, that we would kind of see the, ex- the eventual explosion of the fantasy genre. Uh, and even more so, once he wrote the actual Lord of the Rings and then a few years later uh, it it didn't take off immediately it, it had you know a decent following but then it ended up being published here in the Americas actually I think the first one that was published was published illegally <laughs> like some guy yeah, 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 just like you. stole it and was like I'm publishing this without permission <laughs> Um, I'm gonna be honest, there's been fan fictions that I've been wanting to read before that were not in English, and I had to Google Translate them to English so I could read them, and <laughs> it's... <laughs> so you get it. I do get it. Okay. I understand. But also, yeah. I'm not turning around and trying to make a profit off yeah, of ex- translating someone's Right, book. yeah, no, that's that's the kind of the big uh, difference. And you would see... Uh, I think he wrote The Hobbit back in like 1923 and by the time it exploded on, in America and became super po- unpopular already, uh, all of a sudden it was like 1950. Okay. So, you know, that, it's a pretty good span of time. Yeah. Uh, We're but, also getting really well closer to our time frame. So, and Tolkien, basically Tolkien's book would become your almost generic fantasy makeup world that everybody uses nowadays. It's, whether it's... uh, We got the dragons, we got the trolls, we got the goblins. Orcs, elves, all that good jazz. Uh, Even, like, the entire fantasy video game genres, like the Elder Scrolls series... Mm -hmm. Same, same thing. It's, uh, he, like, honestly, if he was alive in ancient times, he would have probably been deified by now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, not, not, I'm actually meaning that in all seriousness. It was, he's had that much influence on this one particular subject. 
and it was basically based on he wrote a language and he wanted to have a world for that language. So what you're saying <laughs> is is he could have been deified for being so much of a nerd. Yes. And this is not the first time we've run across the uh, like that one math guy. guy. Math guy. The math guy. There Whatever was also that uh, that uh, guy in China who who became like the king of ghosts. Who uh, he he was really smart but kind of ugly, and he got denied oh, a job and killed himself. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh. and then even Daedalus that we talked about just a few episodes ago. I mean, he was more or less deified eventually uh, as well in certain parts of the world. Hmm. So, so what you're saying is, is we could do it currently. Make him a god. I mean, what's stopping us? There is nothing stopping us. Exactly, <laughs> it's candy. I now. mean, and there we go, folks. We have added another one to the self-made pantheons. There is now Chittles the turtle, Acton <laughs> the uh, the owl, uh, who, who is the god of wisdom, and now apparently. J.R. Tolkien. Yes. <laughs> if you would like to worship, our worship day is on Tuesday. You can come over to the house. We will make cookies um, during our this, this is not sacrification. A thing. <laughs> um, there will be blood. Oh, God. <laughs> but that's mostly for me. It's not actually part of the ritual. I'm just weird. <laughs> uh, I Thoughts? Feelings? About How much blood do you think we need? How many people do you think are going to come over to Do not our... come over to our house. Come on. We've got this, Alex. We're going to start a cult. <laughs> we're totally good. So basically the cult is we're just going to start labeling pantheons. Like, <laughs> I just think this one's neat. And you just bring in a rock and it's like, this is a god now. I mean, that's basically what Christianity did. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, good thoughts and feelings to this episode. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Uh, you can find us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor.fm, or wherever you download your podcast. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Cute Podcast, Facebook group, Keeping Up with the Pantheons. You can reach us at our email, keepingpantheons at gmail.com. Uh, follow my candy Twitter, er, not Twitter, Instagram, because I want more, uh, uh, uh followers, no, followers, followers okay. at Be Prideful on Instagram. Cool. I'm so close to 400, and I'm trying to get, like, those fucking... Hell yeah. Yeah, I dude. I hear ya. Uh, and remember, gods, gods are... are... real if you believe in them. Sweet. Hell yeah. <laughs>